Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts. In this podcast, we'll talk about care work and see what the EU could do to boost this important yet often undervalued sector. Stay with us. Care concerns us all. We and our loved ones will either need or provide care at some point in our lives. And I'm not only talking about medical care. It's also about child care and long-term care. Everyone agrees that care workers are essential to meet society's increasing care needs. But their work, whether paid or unpaid, is systematically undervalued by society and not always recognised as work. And the bulk of it is provided by women. Yes, it is. According to the European Parliamentary Research Service, 9 in 10 care workers are women, which means that 11 out of the 12 million paid care workers in the EU are women. And about a quarter of them are migrants. A more worrying fact, however, is that over half of care workers in home settings are undeclared. We spoke to Christoph Bandage, Senior Labour Mobility Officer at the European Labour Authority. In 2022, the European Labour Authority published a report on tackling undeclared work in the personal and household services sector. The report showed that there are millions of undeclared workers in the sector in the European Union. This clearly illustrates the magnitude of the challenge. The problem is bigger in home settings than in institutional ones, but the risks for these workers are the same. Underpayment, precarious work and a greater risk of exploitation. These poor working conditions are due, in part, to a low-investment approach to care. And low-investment translates into low-access and a low-quality care model. Indeed. Care workers are more likely to be in the bottom third of wage distribution, work part-time or non-standard hours, and have a temporary instead of a permanent contract. Access to social security is also often limited or absent, especially for domestic care workers even if this has been condemned by the European Court of Justice. And considering that most unpaid care work within households is still carried out by women, it shouldn't come as a surprise that statistically women are less likely to be employed, more likely to work part-time and to pursue less well-paid and less demanding careers compared with men. Here's Mina Fernandez from the European Parliamentary Research Service. It is no wonder that the care sector does not attract enough workers due to the poor level of investment and poor working conditions. Yet, we know that Europe's population is getting older and our society's need for care will grow. The supply of care workers is simply not meeting the demand. The gap is being filled in part by unpaid care work by family members. This has a number of negative repercussions. At the European Institute for Gender Equality, they follow these situations very closely. We spoke to one of their researchers, Blondine Molland. In the EU, only one family in three is sharing care tasks equally. On average, employed women spend almost four hours on care on top of their paid job every single day. That's a daily 90 minutes more than employed men. So the burden of unpaid care is clearly holding women back professionally. It's influencing the sectors in which they work. It's often keeping them out of full-time work or keeping them out of work altogether. And as such, it's one of the major factors behind the gender pay gap. Apart from preventing women to engage fully in the labour market, this has important economic consequences. Yes, it does. 
242 billion euros a year, to be precise, which is equivalent to the earnings they lost because of this unbalanced distribution of care responsibilities. This unpaid care penalty is equivalent to 66% of the money the EU spends on childcare and long-term care. Moreover, the undervaluation of care work creates a vicious cycle that suppresses investment in the sector and reinforces gender inequalities. Here's Cecilia Navarra from the European Parliamentary Research Service. Many research studies have shown that women face more challenges than men to find a job that offers good conditions. If they have dependent family members, they are more likely to be pushed out of the labour market in order to take care of them. That affordable and high-quality care is often not available only pushes them more and reinforces this vicious cycle. So, how can EU action help reverse this vicious cycle? Stay with us. Well, EU action could certainly help reverse the vicious cycle and generate great benefits for women and society. But let's go step by step. The EU has already taken important steps to promote the care economy, for instance through the 2002 Barcelona targets for high-quality and affordable childcare, the 2017 European Pillar of Social Rights or the 2019 Directive on Work-Life Balance. A commitment that was reinforced in September this year when the Commission presented its new care strategy to ensure high-quality, affordable and accessible care services across the EU with better conditions for both carers and care receivers. Here's the European Commissioner for Equality, Helena Daly. With this strategy, we stress the need to tackle the significant gender inequalities related to care, including by supporting women's employment and closing the gender employment gap, as well as the gender pay and pensions gap. Getting more women into employment is necessary to reach the EU employment rate target of 78% by 2030, set out in the European Pillar of Social Rights Action Plan. The European Parliament's analysis finds that fostering the equal earner, equal carer model could generate benefits of between 24 and 48 billion euros per year. And EU action to promote affordable, high-quality care could produce an additional 90 to 160 billion euros in benefits each year. But the benefits are not only of an economic nature. A comprehensive EU approach to the care sector could also lead to advances in gender equality, social inclusion, work-life balance or the right to lead a life of dignity and independence. And help move the EU towards the path of sustainable growth. What's clear is that the COVID-19 pandemic highlighted even more the importance of care work and the need to improve the resilience of our care services for both care receivers and carers especially in the light of common challenges, such as an ageing population and prevailing gender inequalities. Want to know more? Check out Mina Fernandez and Cecilia Navarro's full policy brief on the EPRS website or in our app. This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast. Thanks for listening.